0: Welcome to the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show, the weekly mental ed show for high achieving women professionals. I believe that you, you're a go-getter and as a go-getter, you're a world changer and you deserve all the success without the sacrifice. But in order to do this, You need the right tools and the right mindset shifts to achieve peak performance and the mental edge necessary for you to build your legacy without losing yourself along the way. Here, you'll learn how to use the power of neuroscience in leadership strategies so you can maximize your success your impact, and your mental well-being so you can live at your fullest potential in your personal and your professional life. I'm a mom of two, a rule breaker, a status quo challenger, and believe a life of purpose starts from reigniting the leader from within. It's time to stop fixing what's wrong and start creating what is. This is the Blossom Mental Edge. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dr. Jennifer Blossom show. I'm so glad that you are here today. Today's going to be a fun one, guys. We are going to talk, we're going to switch gears and talk about lame excuses. And I'm going to coat this episode with love, but I'm also going to put my like my coaching hat on today, my actual t-ball hat, my soccer hat, my hat where coach Jen gets to come out And Coach Jen for adults gets to come out today and really give you this burst of tough love, but also a little fire under your butt so you can get started. Because I think excuses are so freaking lame. And I think they're a cop out. And I think they're a crutch to why so many people don't live their life to their fullest. And it's a shame because each of us, every single one of us, has a gift and has a purpose. And you know that, you know that, but it can be scary. It can be scary to be the bold one. It can be scary to put ourselves out there. It can be scary for us to go after our dreams. Why? Because there's always the possibility of rejection. There's always the possibility of, and what if I fail? So what? What if you do? I going to debunk this for us today. So I went to this website. I'm like, okay, let me just Google this, you know, Dr. Google here. Uh, let me just Google some excuses. <laughs> I found this website that's called the strive, the strive. I don't know. It looks very masculine to me. And so it says 77 common excuses, successful people never make. And I'm like, okay, bro. Like this is, first of all, too aggressive in my face. Second of all, we're not going to go over the 77 excuses. I copied and pasted a handful. And I thought we could wing this episode today and just speak from my heart, shoot from the hip and go over some of these excuses. And I, I like, I did copy and paste them, but I'm like, oh, these are good. Like the handful that I grabbed are actually really good. And I think they can hold a lot of us back. A lot of us back, regardless of our season as high achievers. So you guys ready? Okay. Here's the first lame excuse. So what I want to do is list the excuse and then I'm going to talk you through it and figure out different angles of how you cannot let this excuse overshadow you. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Oh, and by the way, if these excuses are something that you resonate with and are active and alive in your own brain, who cares? This is a safe spot. This is not judgy. This is not a place to feel attacked. Like this is for you to have that mirror shun on you and say, oh, hmm, I am identifying with that right now. And it's okay. It's totally okay. Because how in the world can you change it if you don't know about it? So use this if you're like, ah, I have this and that and that and all of these, who cares? Use this episode as a springboard to get your booty in gear and to start moving forward with the action steps. Because I had all of these, y'all, just to let you know, I checked the box of all of these ago. Yeah, have more time, times were better, more confident, more money, all of these. I've had all, all these issues, like excuses before. So, just in case you're wondering, I'm not on the high horse up here saying you should never have excuses. I've had all of these and I've worked through all of these. So, can I meet you where you're at today and join hands with you and say, let's go? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Lame excuse number one. If only I were more self-disciplined. Okay, true. And who gets to make that decision? You, right? Nobody else can do your discipline except for you. So if you want to be more self-disciplined, what does that look like in your own life? Don't Google this. Don't Google what self-discipline looks like. Don't look to your neighbors. What does self-discipline look like for you? I think oftentimes many people can get stuck here because we think that we have to change habits in all of these areas of our life to be more disciplined and that's not the case at all. The most successful clients I have helped coach through in this area is by identifying the areas we want to be or they want to be more self-disciplined in and Deciding what that next step thought is, deciding what that next step habit is, and practicing that subtle mindset shift and that subtle habit or behavior shift time after time until it becomes our new normal. And then from there, we add another thought, another habit, and slowly you become to be more self. Discipline. People always ask, students, how are you so self-disciplined? How are you so disciplined in how you think and how you eat and how you work out and how you work and how I'm like, I practice, practice. I used to not be this way at all. In fact, you guys, have I ever shared with you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have Not for years. Like I used to struggle with eating disorders. I used to struggle a lot with anxiety. I mean, I've had my fair shares of struggles and lack of discipline. And here I am today to tell you that it's possible, but I had to decide that just like you have to decide that. And then we start small first with our thoughts, then with our habit, time over time, that repetition. Okay. Which leads me to the second excuse. If only I had better habits that like go hand in hand. If you want to be more self-disciplined, it starts with better habits. Don't take off a bite. You can't chew, right? There's an analogy of how do you eat a whale? one bite at a time, which I've never, I have had a will, actually. P.S. Yes, I have. In Barrow, Alaska, in 2006, we had a basketball tournament, top of the world. Y'all was crazy. Talk about darkness 24-7. We had a basketball tournament in the middle of January in Barrow, Alaska. If you don't know where it is, get out your globe or your map, find Alaska Go to the very top of it, and you'll see barrel. Yes, we had whale. Uh Uh-huh, slimy and warm, and delicacy. Beautiful delicacy for the culture. I'm sidetracked. Anyways, how do we eat whale? One bite at a time. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) But the same goes for our habits, right? One bite at a time. One habit at a time. We can get so eager to want to change everything all at once, and then we fall into this trap of it's very overwhelming, it's not sustainable, and boom, we're back to square one. Self-discipline, better habits, they go hand in hand. Okay, next one. If only I were smart enough. Okay, this one. This one irks me a lot because anything can be learned. Anything. If you apply yourself, you can learn it, especially in the era that we're in now, friends, with YouTube, with podcasts, with audiobooks, with books, with education, with online courses. There is no excuse to not feel smart enough. First of all, that's a label on yourself. Second of all, you can academically and cognitively learn anything. I have taught myself so much about neuroscience about the brain about mental and emotional well-being after i got my doctorate through the continual renewal of my mind and the continual ability to pour into this work by studying it by reading it by observing it and by applying it there's one thing to be book smart and 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 yes like you need to be able to know certain things right especially if you're going after a certain skill and There is invaluable growth in experience. My dad was just awesome at giving life advice, and he still is. And there's this one thing he said in college, because I was never gifted book smart-wise. I know, shocking. (laughs) Or maybe not. (laughs) I think it'd be deceiving, right? Like, you can say, like, doctor, you're like, oh, wow. but I had to work so hard. I had to work so hard to barely get a B. It just didn't come natural to me. And I see Brian, who was on the track for med school. So, University of Alaska anchored to this partnership with the University of Washington. And he had like his MCAT books, he had everything. Like, we were set to go to UW. And he took a year off and then got into biology, got into fish and game, got into, which was like totally his thing, right? Like totally his thing. But I remember him, I remember him studying for all of these organic chemistry tests. And I remember him studying for, I don't know, but advanced biology and all these things, molecular stuff. And I'm like, what is this? And he would literally study the night before and get an A. And I'm over here sweating bullets in advanced anatomy, like a thousand flashcards going through like cadaver, like what is this tendon? And what is this spinal nerve root originate? And Brian's like, oh, da-la-la-la-la. I'm like, what? like going right through my flashcards. It never came easy for me. And I had to work so hard to get a decent grade. And Brian could just look at something one time and get a, a hundred percent. I'm like, what the heck? So my dad was very similar to me in that. We weren't always like the smartest book smart wise, but social skills, people skills, life skills, it came instinctively easy for us. Like it was our sweet spot. And so he went to Pacific Lutheran University in Tacoma and he said he had this professor once at PLU who said, because he had, like, I'm sure, like, he played baseball at PLU. He had, like, the same thing that I had going on, like, the sports in college. And then, like, we had to struggle, like, academically. And his professor said to him, Steve, he was, like, or somebody was making fun of him because he got a bad. I don't know what happened. He did not get a good grade on a test once. And I don't know if somebody was making fun of him or what happened. But his professor looked at him and to the kids or students or whoever were, like, kind of snickering, said, you guys would be laughing. But what he said something along the lines of these a- U.A. students will be the students who work in the buildings that are owned by these C students. Meaning like the grit, the hard work, the experience. Cause like he worked hard. And ironically, like that is what has happened like in our family life. And it's been cool to see. You guys know I am always on the hunt for the best products for us as high achievers y'all i found one you will love and i mean love all things codex so i've been on the hunt for skincare for i don't know five years now and nothing feels as good on my skin or in my body as codex So we have a special coupon code for all of our Blossom Leadership listeners for 20% off from lotions to serums to all things in between. We are so excited to partner with Codex and their passion, their purpose to merge the gap between mental health, skincare, and truly living our life to our fullest. So check them out and make sure you grab your 20% off coupon in the show notes today. But the reality of that, I tell you that story because there is nothing that can outplace hard work. And so when you feel like you're not smart enough, just know that you can learn any skill. And and when you apply that skill and when you get out there and you put in the effort and you practice and you fail and you get back up and you try again, you're smart enough. And there is nothing that takes the place of application. Inexperience. And, and most people are too afraid to ever try. Believe that you are smart enough, do your due diligence, get the academics, like understand cognitively what you need to understand and practice, practice, practice. Okay. Okay. All right. Next one. If only I had enough influence. <sighs> this one, y'all, every single one of you has influence. You don't need a huge social media platform. You don't need to have this prestigious career. You don't need to be, you know, a huge fish in a little pond. Your influence is exactly how it's supposed to be. Your influence might be these little bodies at home. Your influence might be the people in your work floor. Your influence is specifically and divinely created just the way it's supposed to be. Stop wishing for more and start pouring into what you have now. I promise you there is a gift in that and you are exactly where you need to be right now with those that are in your circle. And when you can take your eyes off of always wanting more and be completely present with where you're at now and be open to that expansion and to be open to that growth, that's where the the beauty and the evolution will begin to sprout in your own life. How about if only I had enough money? This one's tricky. Okay. This one's tricky because <laughs> it's the same question that I ask my clients about time. If it, And this is like a brutally honest question. And it's like, if you had all the money in the world, same with if you had all the time in the world, would you really have enough? Like, think about that. If you had all the money in the world, would you be so happy? Think about it. If you had every amount of dollar you could ever imagine and you bought all the things, what would be next? What's next for you? What void, what hole are you trying to make money fill? Now, don't get me wrong. I am all about abundance. I am all about like Having finances, being smart with your finances, uh, investing your finances, giving your finances, stewarding your finances well. Like financial health is a really important part of our life when it's stewarded well and appropriately. And sometimes money can be a block as to why we aren't living our life fully. Oh, I've only had enough money to do this, or I've only had enough money to buy that, or I've only had enough money to blah, 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 blah. Well, what do you have and how can you be a really great steward with what you do have as you work to expand what you have? So do you see that complete shift in perspective of scarcity? I don't have enough. I'll never have enough. I don't have this, so I can't do that. Oh, maybe. But what do you have and what can you do? Completely different. Shift your thinking. All right, I want to do two more of these. If only I were more confident. Okay, again, similar to our self discipline, similar to our habits. People are not born with confidence. When people meet me, sometimes they say, Oh my gosh, like I was a little bit starstruck. I'm like, What? Why? I'm just normal. I'm just a person just like you. Yeah, like you're so charismatic. You're so outgoing. I'm like, Really? Like, This is just who I am. And I think about it. I'm like, Huh? When did, when did, when did all of this happen? been practicing it for years guys i've been practicing bettering myself knowing myself really stepping into who i am like who i believe god has made me to be and ironically <laughs> i'm an introvert i am an outgoing introvert i love people i love i love being charismatic i love high energy like this is who i am at my core and i love quiet i love alone i love to think i love to be by myself I love to have quiet nights at home. Like I love both. And it's a skill that we have to practice. I'm born like this. You see people out there who seem super confident, but it's a quiet confidence, right? It's like, it's like the humble confidence, not the, the narcissism. It's not the arrogance. It is this quiet confidence. It's this presence, the presence. And it comes from within. That's the kind of confidence you want to create, right? It's like, you know, who you are, you believe in who you are, you Honor that you respect that you you tap into that. That's that quiet confidence. And that's a skill. That's a skill that is practiced, just like muscle is is practiced to be to be built. It's a repetition, time and time and time. It's the daily renewal of learning what it means for you to be confident. Like ask yourself, what does that mean for myself? What would it mean for me to be confident? Don't look outside. Look in. Look within. How? how would you feel more confident? What thoughts would you need to be thinking to feel more confident? What habits would you need to be creating to live more confidently? And why can't you start today? Oh, Jenny, I just, I had never done that. I don't know how to do it. Okay. Well, if you don't start now, when are you going to start? It's a baby step. It's the decision. It's the awareness. That's how you become more confident. It's not one and done. It's not this overnight sensation of like, you're going to, Go to bed and be like, I am going to be more confident. And then tomorrow you're going to wake up and be like, boom, here I am, baby. It doesn't work that way. Right. Like it is the constant conversation, that inner dialogue with yourself of what it means to have this quiet confidence, this inner strength of alignment, gratitude, passion, empathy, all of these things that make us who we are at our core, that essence. And it's practicing that time and time again. Okay. And the last thing I want to do. Is I want to I have a few more, but we're out of time, so I'm gonna do one more. I love this one so much, and I feel like this one really resonated with me when my grandma was sick, and we would go visit her, and it was in this memory care center in Bend, in Oregon, and it was for dementia patients, right? Like it was dementia, Alzheimer's, the whole thing, and so basically, patients would come in and they would stay there until they died. Because for those of you who are not familiar with the dementia, Alzheimer's world, it's, um, it's progressive. So it gets worse over time and that's what happens. And so we would visit her, you know, we started off, so we moved her down from Alaska to Oregon, got her in and we started where we were able to, you know, she still knew our names. We could still talk with her, blah, blah, blah. And then slowly over time, it's like, we would go there. She, she wouldn't know who Brian was. she Thought I was Jessie. She didn't know who I was. Jessie my sister. Didn't know our kids. And it was just kind of the spiral from there. And every time we'd go there, I remember my last time there with her um, before she passed away, we were outside the little like flower garden. And she was there just with her walker, Grandma Jan. And uh, yeah, guys, this is a lot. Sorry. I didn't realize I was going to do this, but here we are. She had a walker and she was walking along the path outside just by the pond and the waterfall and the flowers. And it was in that moment where I looked up and you could see the windows of all the people who live, the elderly people who live there. And, you know, they all had Alzheimer's and dementia and all these different things. And I thought to myself, wow, like there's no turning back. This is where grandma's at right now. And this is how it's going to end. And then we would walk down the hallways and you would see these elderly individuals who were either at the same stage as her or further along or just coming in. And it was this overwhelming moment of knowing that we're never promised another day. We're never promised how our life is going to end or turn out. And I feel like this question of if I could live my life over again, can can really resonate with people, especially, you know, when you have these experiences of being in those nursing homes and you see these people who have lived their lives. And I wonder how many of them have regret. I mean, granted, like I get that they can't remember that, but before they get there, where they they still have their minds and just the aging in general, I never want to be there. And I had that conversation with myself of I, in that nursing home or memory care home is I don't want to live with regrets. I don't want to have regrets. I don't want to have to wish that I could live my life over. And I have fully accepted my past. I don't argue with it. It is what it is. I I've processed it. I'm still processing it. I'm still doing my work on it. And I don't let it stop me in who I am today and who I'm becoming, because we can use our past as an excuse blocker. We can use our our past of, oh, I should have done that, or I could have done that, or if I did that, what if I did that? Like I spent so many years in that space, and it blocked me from being awake. It blocked me from waking up to the blessings and the opportunities that were right in front of my face, and when I stopped with that question of, Oh, if I could live that part over again, or why did that have to happen to me? And I realized that everything happened for me and I'm not living there anymore. I'm here and I'm now in the now. That's when my world completely changed and yours will too. Oh, this is so good. I could talk to you guys forever about this, but I'm going to leave you here. On this, because you got a lot of thinking to today. You have a lot of thinking to do today on what it means for you to let go of these excuses, to shed these excuses, and to step into this space where you are welcoming change, where you are welcoming growth, where you are welcoming these opportunities for expansion, to not be caught up in self pity or excuse making, and to step into all that God has for you because it is so good. It is so great. It is so needed. And we need you to let go of these excuses so you can step into all that is to come. Okay, you guys. Oh, this is so good. I love you so, so much. If you love today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, if you're like, I want to be a part of this on even deeper conversations on experiences, y'all come to Costa Rica, December 1st through 6th. Click down, scroll down to the show notes. You'll see our link for Costa Rica. Click it. If you're like, this sounds crazy. I've never traveled. I am. I haven't been out of the country since I was 16. You guys, I, I had to go get a new passport. Don't make excuses. If you are hungry for adventure to be with 30 other women, to meet soul sisters, to have this experience that is going to revive and reinvigorate and re re <sighs> Ignite every part of your well-being. I want you in Costa Rica with us. So in December 1st through 6th, scroll on the show notes, click on the link that says Costa Rica, and you'll see all the information. I am happy to hop on a call with you. We can zoom together. We can go over. I can answer any questions that you have about Costa Rica. And we'll be talking more about it as we get closer to December. So um it's just a seed to plant if you are considering it. I was afraid and now I'm like, let's do it. Don't be afraid. Life like Vita baby. YOLO, we live once. What if this could be the year where you let go of all those excuses and just step into the fullness and the magnitude of who God has called you to be? This is your invitation to do that. So come join us in Costa. I love you guys. Have a great Monday and we'll see you back here next week. If you are a high achiever who is eager to be as successful as you are on the outside, on the inside, then the Blossom Mental Edge is for you. Y'all, this is my brand new training program for high achievers who are looking for the caliber of inner peace, who are looking to infuse the trifecta of neuroscience, leadership, and inner peace. So you can not only feel your best, but actually live in alignment, live in a way that is fully true to your boldest, most beautiful dreams. And you're not sacrificing yourself along the way. If you are a high achiever and looking to reinvent this area in your life so you continue to build out the success in your life without the mental sacrifice, be sure to learn more and join our next round of the Blossom Mental Edge via the link in our show notes today. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show. Remember, every week is an opportunity for you to grow the leader within. And you can start by taking action from today's show. I'm proud of you and I'll see you back here next week. And hey, before you go, will you do me a favor? I need your help in getting this message out in front of other women just like you. You can make this possible by sharing this episode with your girlfriends, by subscribing to the show, and by leaving an honest rating and review of the show on iTunes. Your support is everything, and together, we can change the world.